Good morning, City Church. This is Jennifer Murphy, bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. In today's lectionary reading, Psalm 109 opens with David asking God not to be silent toward people in his life who are attacking him for no reason. David's attempts at friendship with these people were repaid with hatred and lies. He was wrongfully mistreated. I was having a conversation with one of my sons recently about an interaction with his classmates that felt a bit similar to David's in this psalm. He was moving toward others in friendship, but was treated unkindly in return. His experience certainly isn't as extreme as David's was, but that doesn't diminish how hurtful it felt to my son. The mama bear in me wants to be the Holy Spirit and convict these classmates of the unkind things they've said and done, hopefully leading to repentance and reconciliation. But alas, playing the Holy Spirit is clearly not the role God has designed for me. So what's a mom to do in this situation? I listened and empathized with him, helping him feel seen and not alone. But it wasn't enough. My presence and empathy can only go so far in providing comfort. So we prayed. I wish I could say praying was the first or even the second or the third idea that came to mind, but I honestly didn't think to pray until closer to the end of our conversation. We prayed for him and his classmates. We talked about how when we pray for people who feel like our enemies, God can change our hearts toward them and can also change his classmates' hearts. I don't know if that helped him in the moment, but my hope is that it planted some seeds of how prayer is a refuge when we are hurting and disappointed. I didn't come up with that idea on my own. We see David using prayer in verse 4 of Psalm 109. In return for my friendship, they accuse me, but I am a man of prayer. His prayer continues throughout the rest of the chapter, and I'll admit, at times, it made me cringe a little bit. David does not hold back with how he asks God to repay his enemies for their sins. It feels pretty extreme. But we can be encouraged by this reminder that God hears us when we cry out against injustice. Also, David isn't saying that he will carry out the punishments he's praying about. He's leaving the judgment up to God. Leaving justice in the hands of God and letting go of my desire to make things right on my own terms is much easier when I remember that an innocent man was not only wrongly accused, but bled and died for my sin. Jesus took on the weight of all my sins so I can stand before God forgiven and clothed in Jesus's righteousness. This is a gift I definitely don't deserve, but was freely given. John Newton, the author of Amazing Grace, said it better. So I'll end with words from another one of his hymns. Father, forgive, the Savior said. They know not what they do. His heart was moved when thus he prayed for me, my friends, and you. He saw that as the Jews abused and crucified his flesh, so he by us would be refused and crucified afresh. But Jesus all our guilt foresaw and shed his precious blood to satisfy the holy law and make our peace with God. My sin, dear Savior, made thee bleed, yet thou didst pray for me. Thanks for listening, City Church. Stay well and do good. City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A.com. And thanks for listening.